Fatherhood is fascinating. One day you're dad of the year, and the next day is, well, the next day. Welcome to Positively Dad, a podcast designed to help dads embrace the journey. Thanks for joining us for Positively Dad. My name's James Shaw, and I'm your host. I'm a dad. My wife and I have a daughter, a seven-year-old. Her name is Naomi, and we're so thankful that you've decided to listen to Positively Dad today. You know, the goal with Positively Dad is to bring value to dads, um, have conversations of things we're maybe not thinking about or looking at, and just be a resource. You know, when, when I found out I was going to be a dad seven years ago, eight years ago, I went out looking for stuff to help me become a great one. And, and here's the deal. Most of the resources out there about parenting are designed for mom. There's just not as much stuff out here for dad. And so that's why earlier this year, I started Positively Dad. And today we're going to talk um, kind of a, a sequel to what we did last week, which is gratitude. And last week we went and looked at the science of gratitude and, and why it adds value, why it's important. And that, that traditionally, we probably underestimate the impact that our gratitude has on other people. That the, the study looked at writing notes to people and, and, and they asked the person writing the note, hey, how impacted is this person going to be? And they, they underestimated that. They, they didn't really see how impactful their gratitude would be. And we talked about why that's so important. And then at the end of the podcast, we looked at specific things about our kids. And the study we looked at was one out of the University of North Carolina, Dr. Andrea Hussong. And she went and looked at, at children specifically and how we teach them to be grateful. And, um, and I was able to connect with her, and she's going to be our guest today. And I'm so excited about it. I think it's great stuff. And then I also want to remind you at the end that Naomi comes on and she does her Naomi's Corner. And, and a lot of people say that's their favorite part, listening to what Naomi's thoughts are about things. She talked about gratitude last week. I have no idea what she'll talk about this week. It's up to her. And, um, and so that's kind of our plan for today. So and, and as we start, I do want to express some gratitude to you. And I'm just so thankful for you. You know, we've been on, uh, we've had uh, the podcast out here for just a few weeks and in that short time this podcast has been out, we're up to almost 1,500 downloads of the podcast. And to me, I'm blown away by that, that people desire to listen, like more than just my mom is listening. And that means the world to me, more than 1,500 people have downloaded the podcast. And then on our social media platforms, we're getting close to 1,000 followers on Facebook, which has just blown me away. We are almost at 500 uh, followers on Instagram, and then and we do have a presence on Twitter as well. So if you want to follow us and stay up to date about what we're talking about, just search Positively Dad on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and, uh, and we'd love it if you followed us there. And thank you to everyone who's listening. It means the world. And, um, and that's one reason, too, why I want to do this episode on gratitude, because here's what I found as a dad. I have a first grader, soon to be second grader. And her life's pretty good, quite frankly. I, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, you know, her life as, as a seven-year-old, uh, compared to my life as a seven-year-old, my life was good. Her life is better. And, and, and how do we create the, the way that, to keep them from taking things for granted, right? That, that they do have a roof over their heads, that, that she goes to school, that there's food on the table every day, that, that she's got friends to play with. You know, we got a pool. She jumps in the pool all the time. We live 90 minutes from Disney World, and she's been there several times. I mean, how do we make it so that that's just not expected? How do we help her understand the value of, of, of being grateful for what her life is like and what she gets to experience? How do we teach her to be thankful when, when you know, her birthday rolls around or Christmas rolls around and somebody gives her a shirt? 
How do we teach gratitude in that you know situation instead of going, oh, another piece of clothing? And that's why this is really important. And here's the thing I'd like us to think about is, are we being grateful or are we doing gratitude? Because there's a difference, right? We can just say thank you and there's no sense of emotion behind it. There's, there's no, it's not, is it part of who we are or is it something that we do? And so that's what we're going to talk about today with Dr. Andrea Hussong from the University of North Carolina. And I'm excited to jump in, so I trust you're excited to listen. Dr. Hussong, thanks so much for joining us on Positively Dad. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you. And what's fun about this is, you know, I'm a parent of a seven-year-old. I mean, how many times does a parent of, of a young child remind someone to say thank you? And I mean, while that's gratitude, maybe that's not really teaching them to be grateful, right? I think that's an excellent point. So tell us a little bit about what your research was that, that about how we really truly teach our children to be grateful and come from gratitude. I'd love to. So when we started this research, what we really wanted to do is just what you're talking about is help parents figure out what to do to cultivate gratitude in their children. And the biggest first challenge was thinking about what do we mean when we say gratitude and we're talking about kids. So we're pretty clear on it with adults, but with kids, it's a little bit more difficult to get your head around. So we ended up focusing not so much on gratitude as a personality trait or you have a grateful kid or you don't, but on moments of gratitude that kids might experience and how parents can increase those moments. So that's where we began. And then we wanted to know what we could do to help parents enhance those moments themselves. And we ended up focusing on the conversations that parents have with their children about times when their children are grateful or when they mess up and they miss the opportunity to be grateful. Interesting. And so what kind of advice then were you giving to parents based on that? We ended up turning to some classic research out there that has to do with how do you have healthy, positive conversations with your, with your children. And we were focusing on kids who are 9 to 12, so just in those tween years before they move into adolescence. And we helped parents think a little bit about the types of messages they wanted to give children in those conversations. And those have to do with parts of the gratitude moment. And that's the things that children notice that they can be grateful for, how they make sense of what they have through their thoughts and their feelings about receiving, and then what they want to do to express that. So messages about noticing, thinking, feeling, and doing around gratitude are some of the content of what we help parents think about how they wanted to talk to their children about gratitude. Here's what's interesting about this is, I, I, like I said earlier, I feel like we do a really good job of teaching the doing part of, you know, saying thank you or just, you know, being appreciative. And maybe as parents, our opportunity is to get to that deeper level of, hey, are they even aware of what they should be grateful for? I mean, you're talking about nine-year-olds. So, who, you know, as far as they know, Whatever, they, whatever they've experienced or have is just their life, right? And that's how things are. So, so are they noticing it? How, how do they even think about it? And then how do they feel? So can we dive deeper into those three about noticing and thinking and feeling? Perfect. Yes. Yeah. So we started by trying to figure out, are parents even doing this? And mostly parents do what you would think. They focus on helping their kids say thank you um, and manners. But I think that a lot of what we want to do is help kids really experience gratitude so we see that honest expression. So even the six-year-olds in some of our focus groups said, you know, she said thank you, but she didn't mean it. 
So we wanted to get at the mean it part. So we spent a, a lot of time trying to think about um, the idea that gratitude is not just what we express, but it's what we experience. And how do we help kids experience and receive those gifts deeply? And that might by itself motivate those genuine acts of gratitude. So parents can do a lot to help their children notice what's around them just by cluing their attention in to what they're, being, um, to what they're seeing around them. And then they can help them think about why those things came to them. You know, why did someone give them their gift? What did they have to give up to make that happen? Was that an act of love or generosity? And then how do you feel about that? And the more that you can connect those thoughts and feelings to the act of receiving, we think the deeper that gratitude experience may be. Are there certain questions that you might recommend that parents ask to help kids notice or, you know, think or, or even just have these kinds of feelings of gratitude? We think that it can just start. In the youngest, we, we recommend thinking about just helping kids notice things. Um, and so calling their attention to what they're receiving or what they have. Um, and, uh, and that can be as simple as just saying, hey, what did grandma give you? Why do you think she gave that to you? And um, helping the child think about the, what we sometimes call the gift behind the gift. So maybe you weren't too excited about those socks. But isn't it cool that she was thinking about you and she remembered your favorite color is purple? So helping kids notice something a little deeper than just the object that's in front of them. And then helping them just focus on another person's perspective. And as kids are getting older, this will become easier for them. But we think for the younger ones, you know, this is kind of what they're working on developmentally. This is their job to try to figure out how to take someone else's perspective in the world. And so we might have to fill that in for them. And then helping them develop a list of feeling words that help connect that. So we can ask them how they feel and let the children fill that in. Or we can help scaffold that for them and give them words like, do you feel happy? Do you feel joy? Do you feel loved? That might help them make those connections. That's really interesting, you know, because it's fun. I love the sock example, right? Your kids get a T-shirt uh, you know, for their birthday and they're like, oh, another shirt. And as a parent taking it the extra step and going, oh, isn't it great that, yeah, like I said, grandma remembered your favorite color or grandma, you know, remembered that you love mermaids or whatever. And the shirt has a mermaid on it to just to be able to, you know, kind of sense that or teach them rather that, yeah, they care about you. They're thinking about you. This was this was about you. Like they looked at this and thought of you. Exactly. And it's not something that we expect kids, younger kids to do automatically because they tend to be fairly concrete in their thinking and their experience of the world. And left to their own devices, they'll eventually get there where they can think more abstractly about what they might be getting that they can't see or touch or feel. Mm -hmm. But we can help scaffold that. Why do you think it's important to teach it in this way to our kids? I mean, what does this do long term? Well, that's a big question that's out there. And there's some um, suggestions in the literature that it's connected to things like more positive social interactions, uh, more uh, positive health outcomes, particularly when we see in adults. And we think that it might be related to some of those big things that we're worried about with kids' development in general, which are those socio-emotional skills that are out there. So we think it's a part of healthy emotional development as well. But what gratitude does that's so important is it really connects us to other people in the world and helps provide that support system that we both give and take in. 
And so, you know, that helps us just connect with people in general. And yet, uh, you know, I, I wonder, um, I guess I wonder what specific actions outside of maybe asking a couple of questions, you know, how does this make you feel? And, and why do you think they did this for you? What other specific actions cause, can we as parents do to really help just our children live a more, you know, have a more positive mindset and be more grateful? So we've been thinking about there being four different big things that parents can do in addition to a lot of little things that are out there um, and suggestions that are widely available on the Internet. But one of the four things are really just parts of parenting in general. One is how you're going to model it for your kids. So we model behavior pretty easily, but sometimes we don't think about modeling our thoughts and feelings, speaking those out loud. So modeling your gratitude moment, saying out loud how you think or feel about what you receive and notice. The second thing we can do is that we can help provide experiences for kids where they see other people being grateful or they have chances to express that. Um, and so some, for some families that might be involved in a service organization, it might be um, hanging out with other families who practice gratitude regularly. So those experiences we provide for our kids. And then we think it's important to have these conversations about times when kids are grateful and the really, really hard one, which is when kids aren't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my next question was, what if we have, you know, just what if we are, we have a kid that's real negative? Or what if we tend to be negative and that's what we've role modeled and, and we're, we're now aware of that? And how do we, you know, what, what sorts of things can we do to reframe that and, and, and start to switch from the negative to the positive? I think a lot of this when we're parents is how we're going to talk to each other. So sometimes we focus a lot on the messages we want to give. We want our kids to see something the way we see it or pay attention to something or act in a particular way. But what we probably need to do is provide them with an experience of the world that's going to help motivate that. And that's where the conversations come into play. And the first thing we often have to do is try to see what that moment looked like from the kid's point of view. So you might have been thinking, boy, I really wish you hadn't thrown a fit when your friend left because, gosh, I had to work pretty hard to make that sleepover work for you. But for the child, they're really focused on, oh, they were right in the middle of a game and their friend had to leave. And if you can find where the kid is coming from, you might have more um, success in trying to connect to helping them notice what the kid moment, missed in the moment when you are noticing how the kid experiences it. So really paying attention to your kids' experience um, and showing them that you care about them and sharing your own experience. And so we we talk about there being a set of conversational strategies and how you give these messages to show that you care and that you share your own experiences as well. Are there some common mistakes that parents are making without realizing it that, you know, might prevent their kids from you know, just seeing kind of the joy or just, you know, being thankful for what they have? We think that there are a few things that parents are doing that are probably getting in their way. And they are often reactions more to children's perceived entitlement or um, just taking things for granted. And those are times when parents can often get annoyed or embarrassed or angry. And in those moments, what can happen is sometimes we speak for our kid. We don't listen to them. We tell our kid what they think or feel instead of asking them what they think or feel. Um, And sometimes those can be very punishing moments. And I think that what we often want to do is really try to understand what's going on for our child first 
before we go in and tell them exactly how we want them to behave or think, because we might be a little bit off in our message. Well, maybe sometimes that's more about us and less about them. I think that's true. So I think gratitude, is it's not really something that's just within one person. It's really something that we share and experience across people. So if we're talking about being a parent cultivating gratitude in kids, not just about the kid or just about the parent, it's about the relationship too. Yeah, that's really interesting. Well, what else have you learned over the years of looking at this that you think our parents should know? I think some of the things that are really important is that modeling piece may be a core guide for the rest of the types of behaviors that parents can do to cultivate gratitude in children. And sometimes this makes it feel like there's a high bar for us that we have to sort of have it all together ourselves before we can be great parents, but I don't think that's what it's about. Mm -hmm. I think it's about really being clear about how we experience gratitude and sharing those sort of inner experiences with our kids. And the more we can do that, the more I think the other parts of how we might cultivate gratitude in kids just kind of come naturally out of that. So it's about us recognizing it and sharing with our kids what we're thinking. Uh, it's it's almost also, you know, hey, when we goof up or make a mistake, to admit that to them, right, that shows that we're human. And, um, and just kind of being able to share in the experience together, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, what didn't I ask you about that I should have that you think is really important for these dads to know? I think one of the things that's really important is a lot of our research has focused on families who um, are, are financially fairly well off or they're, they're fairly privileged in some way. And we did that on purpose because we wanted to understand gratitude in this group. But there are lots of ways that gratitude might, gratitude might look in different cultural groups or different uh, socioeconomic groups or, or what have you. So I think we have a lot to learn yet. But I think the idea that talking to our kids about gratitude and understanding where they're coming from and showing that is probably going to be something that's going to hold up across groups. But I think there's a lot to learn yet and understand about what it looks like right home in your family. Yeah, it's so cool that you're looking at it. Do you have, you know, like specific exercises or something that you teach or that you, you know, that you've thought of that can help bring some awareness on what to be grateful for and why that's so important to be grateful for what you have and what you experience? So our group hasn't um, spent a lot of time doing um, some cataloging of the different things that are out there, like the gratitude conversations at dinner or the gratitude jars where you put something in each day. All of those things we think are important. But we've spent a lot of time talking about these conversations. And so I think making sure that parents are taking time to talk with their children about times they were grateful and it went well, and when they're not grateful, and to really go into those moments then to try to find what their kids could notice that they missed or their thoughts and feelings in those moments. Um, We think those are sort of the key skills, not just for gratitude, but for building a strong relationship with your kids as they're getting ready to move into adolescence in general. Right. Cause you were looking at, you know, you said what nine-year-old up through preteen, right? Yes. So what about, you know, even younger kids as you know, I, again, we teach them like from the moment that they can start to speak to say, thank you for something. Is, is that what we should be doing as parents when they're younger or is there something else we should be looking at as well? At this point, I would say that helping them understand how to say thank you is a, is a great way to sort of develop manners. 
But I think helping them start noticing what they have in the world to be grateful for is probably a key. Um, and it's one of the things we do much less, particularly with younger kids, helping them kind of identify and connect those basic emotions with those experiences of receiving. So focusing both on receiving and on what the kids can do to express appreciation. Right. And then what about teens? So for teens, I think there's a lot involved in getting the worldview of the teen and how they're experiencing those moments differently than you are. Um, and I think one of the places this is particularly hard is when it's an issue of a child being grateful to their parent for what the parent is doing, which is sort of a different situation than being grateful for other things in the world. So it's harder for us as parents because we're emotionally in those moments. Right. So I think in those moments, being able to step back from our own emotions and reactions to hear another perspective and let that be heard is an important part of opening those conversations so that our children will keep talking with us. You've said a lot in this. I mean, we're talking, this is deeper than just gratitude, right? I mean, you've, you've said several times in our interview to look at somebody else's perspective, whether it's your eight-year-old or your 18-year-old. You're saying, come at it from their eyes. Why is that so important? That is so important because when we want to communicate something with someone else, we want it to come to them in, the, in a way that they can hear it and accept it. And if we don't know what they're thinking to begin with, we might be fighting a battle of communication that we don't need to. And sometimes we find that really when we think our child was being very um, entitled, they were just seeing it entirely differently and not focusing where you were focusing. So sometimes that's just a, a basic thing that we can do to make sure we're communicating really clearly. That's so fascinating. Well, I so appreciate you joining us today. I think this is good stuff and and something that you know parents of, of children of any age can learn from and hear. Um, just as we wrap up, what's the kind of the final thought you'd want to share with everybody today? I think my final thought is, Keep talking with your children about their experiences, whether that be gratitude or anything else that's going on in their lives. It gives you a window into continuing to be a presence and important to them. And that's a gift to both of you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. So many good things in there from Dr. Hassong about teaching them to genuinely be grateful, right? As opposed to just having good manners and saying thank you. And that's certainly part of it. That's doing the act of, of gratitude. And deep down, are they really grateful? So here's where, where kind of I went after this conversation was, look, we as parents are the ones that are going to model this for our children. So if we desire to have children who are grateful and, and, and are thankful and, and are full of gratitude, then that requires us to be that way as well, right? Like deep down inside, are you someone who's grateful for the experiences that you have and the things that you have and what your world is like right now? And, and you know, again, we look, we cannot just pretend that everything's pink, fluffy unicorns dancing on rainbows. There are things in our life that are a struggle, and yet are we grateful for what we have, and are we grateful for the things that aren't working because we know they aren't working and we can work on them to make them better? And so here's the challenge I think I would give all of us is what if this week – just every day this week, you grabbed out a journal or a notebook or, or just, you know, texted yourself or something, and, and, you, and you wrote down five things that you're grateful for every day. 
And I think that if we put a focus on this of five things we're grateful for every single day, then that's going to invite more gratitude into our world. And, 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 and if we're focused on things that we're grateful for, then we'll actually end up finding even more things to be grateful for. And then that becomes who we are. We become someone who is grateful and thankful, and then we'll end up raising children who are that way as well. So that's just something to think about today that I thought might help you. Just five gratitude notes to yourself every day. Here's five things I'm grateful for every day and see what that does. And uh, we'll see what happens down the line for you. All right, well, let's wrap up the way we wrap up every podcast. And that is to hear from Naomi. She's my seven-year-old, and she does the Kids Corner every week. Who knows what she has in store for you? So let's find out. Here's Naomi with the Kids Corner. What are the kids thinking? Time to find out in the Kids Corner with your host, Naomi. Hello, my name is Naomi Shaw, and today we're going to talk about gratitude. As my dad was talking about So, gratitude is something that everybody wants to know about it. Here's how I'd like to show gratitude. For gratitude, I'd say thank you and please, and how was your day, and like be nice to one another. So, today I was going to use lots of gratitude. So, I wanted to tell you, if you've ever, never, ever done gratitude before, and you should tell this to your kids too. Um, then you should tell them, or you, that you have to work harder and harder every day to help you get more gratitude in your body. That's it for Naomi's Corner. Have a great day. Bye. The best part of the podcast, the Kids Corner with Naomi. Get more and more gratitude in your body and work harder at it. And, and you know, when I hear work harder at it, it just means put a focus on it, right? Think about it. What systems do you have in place to stay focused on it, especially when things get rough? Our kids are going to role model us. It is up to us to be in gratitude in order for them to have gratitude. And um, I trust that the episodes over the last two weeks have helped you uh, get a little bit of sense about how important that is. I want to thank you, by the way, for listening as well. You know, we're up to two podcasts a week now. We have this one that comes out every Monday where I'm talking to some kind of expert about something to help us become better parents and, and raise amazing children. And then on Thursdays every week, we do the new Dad Talk series. We've had three of those come out. We'll have another one come out this week. And uh, the Dad Talk is where I, I talk to a dad about stuff. We've had stay-at-home dads on. We've had... Uh, Um, You know, dads talk about how they're raising rebel girls. It's just been a really cool thing. So if you would, check us out on Thursdays as well when we do the Dad Talk episodes. And then finally, um, would you mind rating us wherever you're listening? You know, we've got five stars on iTunes, and that is just so cool. So would you mind jumping on there and doing that? Or maybe leaving a review? That would be great too. Um, And then don't forget to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find us at Positively Dad. And then finally, last thing is we'll, we'll throw some blog posts up, a few of those every month. We just did one on staying safe this 4th of July weekend. So if you want to check that out as well, you'll find the blog uh, at PositivelyDad.com. Again, I'm James. Thanks for listening to Positively Dad, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.